Having said that. Now having said that. Having said that. Having said that. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first official episode of Having Said That with Landry Griffith. I am your host, as I will be every single week, Mr. Landry Griffith. Today I'm going to be doing an episode all by myself. I wanted to be uh, have the first one to be by myself, start to bring guests on um, as the weeks go on. Um, kind of what, I, what I've been debating back and forth for a long time on what I wanted to start off with and how I wanted the first episode to sound. Um, I have quite a few ideas, which plenty of these I've saved that I'll do, whether it's by myself or whether it's with someone. But I needed to do something that wouldn't be uh, – I didn't want anyone to be guided in the wrong direction of where I'm trying to go here. So I thought I'd do something that's about me and kind of an insight into my life and who I am as a human being. So when I was, let's say, probably anywhere from a little out of high school up until the age of 24, I had no desire to be with – a girl for a long-term relationship. Uh, I had said over and over to plenty of my friends, lots of girls that I used to work with and some really close friends of mine. Um, and I truly meant this, that I didn't say this to sound cool. I didn't say it because I needed to, because I was afraid I couldn't get a girlfriend or keep a girlfriend. I honest to God truly meant that I don't understand the appeal of waking up to the same woman, woman every single day for the rest of your life. At that time in my life, that just seemed absurd to me. Um, how would you not get bored with this person or live in a life of I want to do what I want when I want? However, the single man thinks. Having said that, I am now married. Um, what's going on? Just shy of seven and a half years now. We have three amazing children. Um, somehow I convinced the most beautiful woman in the world to marry me, which I still don't understand how that happened, but here we are, seven and a half years going strong, and probably 50 more to come. So I wanted to start off with, and I'm sure people who, who see us walking down the street or see our pictures and stuff always wonder is, how in the hell did that guy get that girl? And in all honesty, I wonder the same thing. I'm not quite sure how a girl that looks like she is, as achieved as she is, as driven as she is, has been stuck with my my ass for the rest of her life. But here we are, and I think she feels like she made the right decision. At least I hope she does. Um, years ago, I used to work in the radiology department at one of the hospitals here in town. Uh we used to do some pretty in-depth procedures, but one of the things we did, we would put in central lines in patients. For those of you that don't know what it is, it's just like a, an IV that goes under the collarbone for a patient to receive multiple medications at the same time. Um, a patient wheels into the room with a nurse that walks in the room, someone I had never seen before, but I immediately couldn't take my eyes off of. I'm not joking when I tell you, at that moment, most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. Something about this girl who walked into the room just spoke to me. I don't know what it was, her smile, her laugh, the way she presented herself. I don't know what it was, but different than any girl I had ever seen. She walks in. Of course, we get the patient moved over, so she comes into uh, 
the little area where everybody sat while the doctors were doing this procedure. And as fate would have it, this hospital did a softball tournament every year for different departments, kind of a way to bring everybody together when you're not having to think about work. Me and two males that I worked with, Scott and Ernest, had been talking about wanting to play in this tournament, but we could not get anybody to join our team. Uh, so nurse walks in, introduces herself. Her name is Cassandra. Immediately stuck out to me because I looked at her name badge and it's spelt differently than any other uh, way I had ever seen a name spelt. K-Y-Z-A-N-D-R-E. So she says, hey guys, do y'all know anybody that's wanting to play in the softball tournament coming up? I've got a team up in the ICU that wants to play, but we're missing three guys. We need three guys. Um, in my opinion, that is a uh, tally mark number one on how her and I are absolutely meant to be together. I don't know what the odds are of that, that I have myself and two other guys and she needs three guys. Okay. Um, so of course I gladly obliged to, Hey, we've been looking to play. We'd love to join the team. So she says, let me get your number. I will text you whenever we're going to have a practice. So the story I remember is I said, absolutely. Here's my phone number. So lovely to meet you. I hope you have a wonderful day. A um, couple weeks go on. We have a couple practices. Uh, starting to get really confused by this woman. She kind of flirtatious, but that is her personality. Anybody that's met my wife, she's, you know, that's kind of just who she is. So I'm getting confused. Does she like me or is this just, are we just hanging out and being friends? But I sense she likes me, but I think it's because I'm, I'm really, really digging this girl. So a couple weeks later, you know, we play in the softball tournament. We're hanging out. Um, then her and I go to have a drink at jazz, the bar before we went out. I think we were going to a concert then. I don't know what we were doing. She tells me when I first met you, I could not stand you. Yeah. I paused there for a minute to let everybody listening, take a step back and say, what? Someone couldn't stand you. I know that's a shocker. It shocked me too. So I was kind of blown away by this comment. Um, respectfully, I did love the fact that she was able to just flat out tell me how she felt. But it wasn't exactly how I was hoping she would tell me she felt. So I go on to ask her, what do you mean you didn't like who I was? Or you couldn't stand me? She said, I thought you were super cocky. At that moment in my life, I had never in my life been called cocky. Okay, I've been called a lot of things. Most of them good, some of them bad, probably lots of bad stuff behind my back. I don't know. But cocky is not a way that I had ever perceived myself. And it really kind of blew me away a little bit that that's, uh, <laughs> that's how she perceived me. Um, she had to step out to go do something. So I was at, at Jazz having a beer by myself while she went and did something for a little bit. But I'll never forget the impact that that comment had on me. I sent a text message to some really good friends of mine. Um, all females, all in a separate text. Megan Retkammer got the text, Courtney Cabell, Casey Freeman. And then I sent a text to quite a few of the x-ray texts that I just worked with. And I said, hey, it was no in-depth text. I just said, do you think I'm cocky? I'm not joking you. 
within probably one minute of every single person I texted, every single one of these girls text me back the word yes. There was very little, yes, I think you're cocky, but blah, 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 blah. It was just yes, yes, yes. Like, wow. Um, that kind of set with me for a while. But the kind of the way I look at it and the way I came to accept that is, one, I am who I am. I promise you I'm not cocky. If I come off that way, once you get to know me, I really hope that people understand who I truly am. And it's just all, that's just who I am. But I joke with my wife nowadays um, that clearly I know what I'm doing because that cockiness clearly got me to land you. So I'm sure some of you are wondering is what in the world did I do to be cocky? So like I said a couple minutes ago is whenever she gave me her number, as I recall, I said, thank you very much, ma'am. I can't wait to hear from you. What allegedly happened, according to the uh, the story from her end, was me saying, yeah, girl, you would be asking me for my number. <laughs> Which, looking back is 100% something I would say. <laughs> which is probably the dumbest line any guy's ever given, but somehow I was able to get her to see who I truly am, convinced her to date me. Um, we dated for quite a while, up to two years before we got married. I very quickly fell in love with her daughter, Reagan, who is now my daughter. Um, that's a whole story we can get into later, but just the light of anybody's life. She was seven years old when Cassandra and I started dating. And, and one thing that Cassandra made very clear to me, very, very, very clear at the very beginning of the relationship is, listen, I'm a mom first. If you can't handle that, I'm glad being friends, but this doesn't isn't going to go anywhere. I take motherhood more serious than I take any other aspect in my life, which to this day she still does. Um, so what happened was is we we, we start hanging out. Um, go on some dates, fall in love with Reagan. Very quickly do I fall in love with Cassandra. Um, I don't mean like love at first sight. I'm not saying it was within a week or two. I, I personally, I truly believe you have to get to know somebody before you can say you love them. The strong feelings, the, I really like this person. I can see a future with this person. I respect that early on. You don't know who someone truly is in those first couple months of dating. You really don't. And anybody who tells me otherwise is full of shit. I think those first couple months of dating at any age in life is you're trying to be someone, not necessarily that you aren't, but you're kind of exaggerating the person that you are to impress the person. You know, you, oh, this person likes baseball, so I'm going to watch baseball every time this person comes over. It's a good example. Um but I knew very quickly that this girl is someone that uh, way different than anybody I had ever seen. So driven. She's working in the MICU, the medical intensive care unit as an RN. Um, and, and when I met her, I think she had about a little less than a year maybe left of nurse practitioner school. Keep in mind, I'm working a dead-end job in a radiology department with no degree, very little college under my belt and making very little money. The reason I say that is to express how much of a kind-hearted, true person Cassandra Griffith is. She did not judge me for not having money. She did not judge me for working what I believe is a dead-end job with nowhere to go up. Whenever this girl's about to be a nurse practitioner, 
cream of the crop, and I'm just going to add, just to add some props to, to you, Cassandra, is she graduated nurse practitioner school with a 4.0 on the dean's list as a single mother working full-time. Um, that does not happen. Just goes to show the drive that this woman has. So she gives me a chance. We start hanging out. Um, I quickly realize that I'm crazy about this girl, but I have not made her officially my girlfriend. I guess at the time <laughs> that would be Facebook official. Um, so I remember sitting at her house one evening and kind of having the conversation as, you know, I like you. Yeah, I like you too. I said, uh, I, I don't want to date anybody else. She's like, well, I really wasn't planning on dating anybody else. It's so funny. There is, at 24 years old, it's still kind of awkward to have that conversation with a girl. I tell this to my daughter all the time who's in high school. Women will never understand how difficult it is to approach a girl, to ask girls out for a number, whatever. I don't care how old you are. It's an intimidating thing. So anyways, we, we, we finally decide that we both like each other. We're official. She's my girlfriend. I'm her boyfriend. I have a really good feeling. I was a little bit more excited and wanting to brag <laughs> that she's my girlfriend more than I'm her boyfriend. Um, get pretty serious quid, pretty quick to the point where we're spending pretty much every day together. If we're not together, we're, uh, we're talking, we're texting, calling each other, um, building a little mini family between me, her, and Reagan. Having a blast. Uh, eight months go by. And the L word has still not been dropped. I know that's hard to believe because I tell you that I fell in love with her very quickly. Um, I don't know exactly when it was. We've talked about this a couple times together as a couple. Um, I would guess I knew that I did love this girl probably. Like true love. I'm not talking about, ooh, she's cute. I'm talking true, absolute, nothing you can do to make me hate you kind of love probably within the three, four month range. Uh, but I never wanted to tell her because my biggest fear was if our relationship is fantastic, we're going strong. We have a great time together. We have a blast. If I drop that word too quickly, is she going to freak out and back up? Um, looking back, maybe I should have just told her how I felt sooner, but I felt like it was a good moment. So eight months into the relationship, we're sitting on her couch watching a movie and she kind of pauses the movie and looks at me and says, uh, what's wrong with you? You know, me being a man, nothing's wrong. I'm like, why do you say that? It's funny because she says, well, you haven't been talking in a while. That's how I know something is wrong, <laughs> which I find hilarious when I look back at that moment because everybody that knows me knows that I never shut up hence why I have a podcast and why I can do this episode all by myself I'm in her room talking to myself and I'm fine with that so she knew something was wrong strictly by the fact that I wasn't speaking but in my mind I'm nervous I know that this is the moment that I want to say this um, I had never said this to a girl before um, how, how, how does a conversation like this even get brought up so I tell her, I was like, listen, I got something I need to tell you. So she's looking at me. At that time, uh, my heart was pounding out of my chest. And you hear that term a lot, and it kind of sounds stupid. I'm not joking you. I wish we could have filmed it because you could literally see, if you look down at my sternum, my heartbeat. 
So I grabbed her hand and I set it on my chest. I did that so she would know, like, listen, what I'm about to tell you is serious. I mean this wholeheartedly. You can tell by the way that my body is reacting to this. So I tell her, I'm in love with you. For me personally, and anyone that knows me knows that that's not an easy thing for me to say at that point, at least to a, to, to a woman. I hadn't been in serious relationships before this. Uh, what she does, and this just goes to speak volumes to who she is and how much fun we have as a, as a couple and as a marriage. She gives me a hug, and she looks at me dead in the eyes and says, Well, when the time is right, I will tell you. <laughs> can you imagine the feeling that i was having at that moment Uh, of course she starts cracking up she starts laughing looks me in the eyes and says i love you too that you know i'm I'm glad we've been able to to share this moment it's hilarious though like if she would have just looked me in the eyes and said i love you too would have been amazing but the fact that she says when the time is right knowing how difficult that was for me we had talked about it in the past now feeling putting her hand on my chest to feel my heartbeat and i'm sure i was sweating like crazy and for her to say that is a moment that i'll remember the rest of my life and it just it's just a perfect perfect story into the intro of the life that cassandra and i have together um I remember the next morning I left to go coach. Uh, Mark and I were coaching Ripley's baseball team at the time, the Blue Jays. So I, I get up pretty early to leave. She's in bed. Kiss her goodbye, as always. And I leave, and I'm like, oh, shit. I left. I'm supposed to say I love you now, and I didn't do that. So I uh, I called her and said, hey, I love you. You know, I apologize for not telling you. I don't think really ever since then we've ever gotten off the phone without saying I love you. Minus a couple times that we were trying to prove a point if we were upset with each other. Um, you know, flash forward, mm, let's see, 14 months from then. Actually, let me take that back. The February of that next year, uh, whatever, however many months later that was, I went and bought a, an engagement ring. We had kind of sort of talked about getting married. Um, I knew that I wanted to marry her. I'm pretty sure she knew that she wanted to marry me. It wasn't um, a deep conversation. I'm not a huge fan of those conversations. Like, guys, don't plan out your engagement with your girlfriend. And I'm telling you right now, that ring that you buy this woman is a ring that is a gift from you to her. Do not let your girlfriend pick out her engagement ring. Don't do it. Now, girls, if you are smart, you will do exactly what my wife did. Um, she would, like, get magazines in the mail, jewelry, whatever, and she would hint at the fact, like, oh, that's really cool. I love the uh, the square-shaped diamonds. Uh, you know, that's a cute ring, but I don't really love the circle-shaped diamonds. That, she was planting seeds in my head. I picked them up very wisely. Uh, but that's different. I'm telling you, when I hear stories on whenever you take your girlfriend to go buy the engagement ring, to me, that doesn't mean as much. Um, and yes, I am judging you, and that's it is what it is. But where's the excitement of knowing that you're going to get engaged? I don't understand that. And where's the excitement of her seeing that ring and being blown away at something you put effort into? Pick out your own engagement ring, fellas. Don't let your girlfriend know you're going to be proposing, fellas. Um uh, 
Random weekend in February, we are going to Farmington, New Mexico to spend some time with my dad, my mom, me, Cassandra, Reagan, my dad. We, uh, I call ahead of time because I had already had the engagement ring, but I didn't know how I wanted to do this. I find a, winer, a winery in uh, Farmington down by the river. So I call them, tell them what I want to do, and tell them that I would love to get pictures. I think that would be neat. This lady says, this is perfect. My daughter's kind of trying to get into photography. I'll have her take pictures. Then I tell her, well, that's awesome. I really appreciate that. But how is my girlfriend going to know that something's not up? Like, why else is we doing a wine tasting and we're getting our picture taken? So the lady said, perfect idea. I'm going to have you sign a waiver. I'm going to have her sign a waiver and tell her that we're trying to update our website and we want some pictures taken. That lady's a genius, and that's exactly what we did. Um, I don't. I think at this point, Cassandra probably knew something was going on because before we left, I knew that I wanted to have her get her nails done. Another uh, fun fact for you single fellows, when you do decide to propose, make sure your girlfriend's fingernails are done prior to the engagement. First thing she wants to do is take a picture of it. They want their nails to look pretty. <laughs> So I sent, I got her a gift certificate to get her nails done the day before we left. Um, she texted me when she got there. She said, hey, I know this certificate says a manicure, but my feet are killing me. I think I'm just going to get a pedicure. I freaked out because how in the world are you going to do that? So what I did was I called the nail salon, let them know what was going on, told her what she looked like that she'd be coming in, and paid for her to get her hands done too. Um, I'm pretty sure by then she had to at least suspect that something was going to happen. I don't know. Um, anyways, we go, we get married, or excuse me, we don't get married then. Do our wine tasting. They have this beautiful place set up with a fire pit and wines and cheeses and all that, which sounds fantastic, right? Incorrect. The night before we ate probably the world's worst queso. We were in a place in Durango, Colorado ordered a bowl of queso that both of us got sick i was throwing up before i even got back to the house she was pretty sick to her stomach um throwing up as well so the next morning i felt better but she didn't feel great so as we're driving down she still has no idea what we're doing i just told her hey reagan's gonna stay with my parents we're gonna go uh do something fun she sees the sign for the winery she said you're not taking me to a winery right now are you <laughs> well spoiler alert kind of am she goes, oh, well, I don't think I can drink right now. My stomach hurts. It's like, shit, we're here now. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty sure after the excitement of her realizing she's going to marry the most amazing man in the world, uh, she was able to have a glass of wine after that. Um, this was in February. We decided to get married on September 14th of that same year. Our dating anniversary was September 16th, so... We chose the 14th because it's closest to the 16th. It's on a weekend. Um, decided to get married then. Well, lo and behold, I believe it was, I'd have to do the math, probably three months before our wedding. Uh, we were absolutely blessed with the best news I had ever gotten in my life. And that's including Cassandra telling me she would marry me. Um, she is pregnant. Uh... The biggest fear we had, though, was that she had already ordered a custom dress from overseas. <laughs> and, like, are we going to be showing or not? Is this is this wedding dress going to fit? Um, those of you who know my wife, is my wife is very fit. She's uh, in damn good shape. 
Uh, I don't think she showed with that pregnancy till probably, I'm guessing, six months. I'm not exaggerating. So wedding dress fit fine. Looks absolutely beautiful. I've got a picture of her in a wedding dress right beside my bed that I can look at to kind of put myself to to sleep every night to just kind of kind of a humbling uh, picture to make me realize where I am in my life. We get married. Of course, we already have Reagan. At this point, um, there is there is no step. I personally am not a fan of believing in, in, in calling kids your stepchildren or kids calling your parents your stepparents. I believe any man who proposes to a single mom is also proposing to the child and or children, which is exactly what I did. When we got back up from the river, we're engaged. I had a, uh, a necklace, and I actually got on one knee, and I proposed to Reagan as well because I wanted her to understand that this is now a family. It's not me stealing her mother away from her. We get married. Reagan and I actually exchanged our own vows. And from that point forward, I have always been dad. She has always been my daughter. She is my daughter. We don't use that term. We are one big happy family. And now we've been blessed to bring in a little boy into this world, Mr. Riley. Um, this was back March 5th, 2014. Um such an amazing moment seeing seeing your your son being born is just such a cool thing and a cool experience and really humbling the moment you hold your child and those of you out there that have children know what i'm saying and those of you out there that don't probably roll your eyes as i used to do when i used to hear people say that the, your entire life changes at that point it really does you're, you're no longer living your life for yourself you're living it for your children it's such a huge and terrifying responsibility to have kids um, the, they get to a certain point in life when they start to question you. Uh, but up until that point, you're it. You're the hero. You know the answer to everything. You can solve everything. Dads can fix everything. Even when we don't know what we're doing, we'll always convince our kids that we do. Uh, get married, or excuse me, have our child hang out for a couple years at the house we're at. And we decide it's time for us to, uh, Kind of get something that belongs to us together, something we pick out. The house we lived in, she was already living at before I married her. Great house, but I wanted us to do this together. So we, we find our dream house. Um, lovely house, gorgeous house that we're living in to this day. A couple months after that, we go to um, South Padre Island. Me, her, Riley, and Reagan. Um, Riley would have been, I believe... Probably two, maybe three at the time. Reagan, 12 or 13. They are 10 years apart. We're driving back from South Padre, having just her and I. I'm driving. She's in the passenger seat, and she says, uh, oh, shit. I don't – I think I might be late. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we get home. Next morning, she calls me into the uh, to the bathroom at her house and says, hey, look at this. Okay, pregnancy test sitting on the counter that I was not aware she was taking, and it's positive. And here we are, blessed with uh, number three, child number three, baby girl, Mrs. Rainsley, Rainsley Tara. Um, such it's so funny how life works out. You know, we uh, here I am thinking I'm never going to get married. Two years later, I'm married with a eight-year-old, nine-year-old child. A year later, I'm married with a 
10 year old girl and a you know a newborn son a couple years later i've got a uh 12 year old daughter a two-year-old son and a fresh newborn baby girl uh life catches up to you i think it's so funny how how it works and how it happens and when you look back on things and the things you thought that were so important, and I'll remember this for the rest of my life. I don't, have, you don't have a clue what they are. And then these moments of places you never thought you would ever be uh, in your life are the only thing that matter in this world, which is exactly pretty much everything that happens in my life and will from this point forward. Um, right now, today, we have uh, Reagan Claire. She is our 16 year old daughter. We love her very dearly. It's 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 so fun to see this girl grow up and kind of finally kind of becoming her own and her little smart ass personality that she has definitely picked up honestly from her mother and myself. And I'm gonna throw in there because I know she's listening. Even her mamaw, Miss Frida, <laughs> y'all y'all do not fall far from each other. The three of you women, um, and we all know where y'all three got that from, Miss Dora. Uh, Reagan's just amazing. Reagan is a straight A student over at Friendship High School. She's in the National Honor Society, taking dual credit classes and AP classes. Um, the girl doesn't study, guys. And when I say that she doesn't study, like, I mean, of course she looks over her stuff, but it's amazing to me how this girl can sit in a classroom and listen to what her teacher says. She'll come home and look over some notes. I shouldn't say she doesn't study, but it's not like what I am having to do currently in nursing school, what I did prior in the previous nursing school I was in. We're staying up till 2, 3 in the morning, freaking out. She just observes. She absorbs this knowledge into her system just like her mother always has. Um, Reagan doesn't know what it's like to make a B. We are, I hope I don't jinx anything, but halfway through our junior year of high school, and she hasn't made a B yet in high school. Um, I don't think she's made a C her entire life. In fact, I know she hasn't. She's taken classes like anatomy and physiology, which are college courses, because she has full-blown aspirations to be a, a dentist slash and or orthodontist. I'm telling you right now, guys, hit me up in probably 10, 12 years, however long it takes to do that if you need your teeth fixed, because my daughter will do that. She is very bound and determined. She is her mother, just a younger version. If she puts her mind to something, it's going to happen. And you're not telling her no. I mean, I tell her no, because I'm her dad. Um, recently started driving. That's a pretty nerve-wracking experience for all of you uh, parents out there that have children driving. Good Lord, every time she leaves the house, it's uh, it's a pretty scary feeling, but we have all the trust in the world with this girl. Bump on down to Riley Mitchell. He is our six-year-old son. His middle name is Mitchell. For all of y'all that kind of know the history of the names Tara and Mitchell, that's where that comes from. If not, then, you know, ask me at another time. Uh Kind of funny, Mark Youngblood has a son named Ripley Mitchell. So if you take the P out of Ripley's name, that would be Riley Mitchell, which just kind of goes to show the uh, the friendship that we all have there. Um, I call Riley Mitchell. I feel like that's something cool that him and I get to have together. No one else calls him Mitchell. That's daddy's name for Riley is Mitchell. He uh, is the most strong-willed kid I've ever met in my life. He will argue with anything and does. He kind of has his little tood. Um, Cassandra and I talk constantly about this is that 
you know, he's six and he's learning and it's a learning curve on how we act and how we don't act like every other child does. Um, most of us as grown men are still trying to figure that one out. The dude's going to go places. I will not be surprised if he runs his own business one day. And the reason I say that is that he's the most strong-willed human being I've ever met. I'm not even going to say kid. He's the most strong-willed human being I've ever met. And when he's wrong, he's sure as hell going to try to make you think that you're the one wrong, even if he knows it's him. Um, I say that with all due respect towards my son. He's absolutely amazing. Gotten really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu lately. Um, we're doing some black belt training, so hopefully in a couple years, I'm hoping, estimating around between the ages of 9 and 10, my son will be a uh, black belt at Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The biggest fear I have of letting him do this is sooner or later he's going to be able to uh, whip daddy's ass. <laughs> So I may I may regret this in the teenage years, but I don't think so. Moving on down to the uh, the three year old, the just light of everybody's life, who just happened to be speaking in the background right there is Rainsley Tara Griffith. She's three, um, the girly girl. It's been so much fun. I missed a lot of that kind of that younger age with the oldest. So to see the difference between boys and girls, um, really big into doll babies and doing hair and doing makeup and wanting to do her nails and that girly aspect is just so excuse me so much fun. I don't agree with the idea of gender biasing your kids when it comes to toys and all that and clothing, all that stuff. I'm a firm believer, you let, we need to let our kids be who they want to be. Our kids are living their lives. It is not us living our lives through our children. Um, when I see parents forcing their kids to play sports when the kids don't want to play sports, I always just wonder, oh, did that guy get kicked off the baseball team when he was in high school and still bitter about it, so now he's trying to force his son to be in a, a badass baseball player? Or these moms who put their, their little bitty kids and these girls into beauty pageants did you grow up getting bullied for not being pretty so now you're trying to live vicariously through your gorgeous daughter i have a huge problem with that our kids are going to do within reason what they want to do and we're going to support it reagan played softball for a long time decided she wanted to quit that we support that we supported every softball game she went to every basketball game and reagan i will say this now you were uh not the world's best basketball player um, but we went to every game and supported you because we just love you so dearly. Um, uh, the reason I kind of got off on that tangent, I just think it's funny because, you know, if Rainsley wanted to be playing with monster trucks and swords and sword fights and, and action figures, by all means, baby, we'll buy you that stuff. But I do think that a part of that is, is built into a little girl's brain of the, the nurturing. They want to play with their baby dolls and feed them and change their diapers. And it's just so interesting to see the evolution of the difference between a male and a female at that age. You know, boys are just naturally more tough and play with more tough kind of games where girls are more tenderhearted. Um, but, you know, at the same time, my son used to carry around a baby doll. And I know when we would go out, people would kind of give looks. I'm like, you know what? Screw you. I don't care. That's probably going to make him that much better and a more sensitive father than those of you that say, my son's not going to carry a, a baby doll. He will never paint his fingernails. They're kids. Let them have fun. In fact, for uh, for Christmas this year, Riley requested a little uh, 
I don't know, what you, like these little jelly bead thingies that you put your finger in and they spin to like a manicure, get manicure. You know what? I'd be willing to bet it every girl listening would attest this, that a guy with good-looking hands and fingers is probably more attractive than a dude who doesn't cut his fingernails and has like the little, I think you call them cuticles. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't get my nails done like I'm sitting here preaching. The point I'm making is, is we let our kids kind of choose their path while we stand beside them and support them. Notice I didn't say we stand behind them. We do not stand behind our children. We stand beside them to get them where they want to be. We are right there with you. We support all three of you, whatever paths you want to take. Um, right now, Rainsley is a – she's dead set on wanting to be a professional cotton candy maker. Girl, you go make that cotton candy, but I will tell you, you better make the best damn cotton candy and run that business better than anybody ever has. Let's shoot for the stars, even if it's being cotton candy. Although she did tell me the other day that she wants to be a cotton candy maker and a dentist, which I think is a genius idea. Because what she's going to do is get all of y'all's teeth nice and rotted from pure sugar that melts in your mouth and then hand you a card that says, and by the way, come see me at my dentistry and I'll fix those cavities. So we may have an entrepreneur on our hands. Um, so here I am. I guess I didn't even talk about what I do. For those of you that don't know, I'm a nurse. I'm an LVN right now. I am just a couple months shy of being an RN, um, where I will move over to some intensive care trauma type nursing, uh, to go be a flight nurse. That has been my kind of goal of nursing. And it will be at least for the, uh, for the short term, we'll see where, where that leads. Um, thinking of times like these, when you think about nurses and if any of y'all that know nurses and excuse me out of this, but thank nurses. Um, I think at the very beginning it was, oh, you're a frontline worker. You know, it's so cool. I mean, just wearing scrubs out in public, we kind of got, you know, you felt pretty proud of who you were and we've gotten so used to this pandemic and the world we're living in that I forget, I think people forget, uh, what we're jumping into. We have nurses that are coming from all over, even to our hospital alone that I work at to strictly take COVID patients. Um, they have sacrificed their families, left them for months on end. Not to just go be a nurse, but to go be a nurse in COVID wards where they're risking their own health and their own safety and dealing with stuff that I promise you, anybody here that's not in the medical field, it's not pretty to see in nursing all the time. So if you see a nurse in public, if you know a nurse, tell them thank you. Um, gifts are unnecessary for people like us uh, i think you'd be surprised on how much a thank you for all that you do in this time means to people like myself and everybody that i work with um that's about all i have wrapped up for today um i wanted to get this first one first one out um let y'all know who you're dealing with um, for all the shit talking that I do and all the goofing off and kind of being an idiot and saying certain things, um, who I am as a person, as a whole, as a family man, I love my wife more than it's physically possible to say. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I don't look at other women. I don't acknowledge other women in, 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 in that manner, because I have the most beautiful woman that's ever walked the face of the earth. Um, people may roll their eyes, find her. Whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, or if you know us, you'll know what I'm talking about. She's uh, just drop-dead gorgeous. Um, 
I'm as happy as any man could be. I've got my three children. Um, we have a lot of fun. We goof off. We joke around with each other. And, and this is where I am. So where that leads to is I have now officially started my own podcast, something I've talked about doing for years and finally pulled the trigger. And here we are one episode in. Um, I hope you all listened to the very end. It means a lot to me. What I'm going to ask is that everybody that listens spreads the word. Um, tell your friends, your coworkers, especially if it's people that know me. I think it'd be really cool. Um, family members, uh, please spread the word. I, I, I'm not like here like to try to get famous or anything like that, but I just think this is fun, and I would like to talk to more than just myself because I know I'll be maybe the only listener for a while, but I really don't care. Here we are. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Or I, as I was calling it the other day to my teenage daughter, my IG, which I was assuming that's what it's called. She had no idea what I was talking about. So on Instagram, it's at having said that Landry. Make sure you add the Landry at the end. Um, I will be making a Twitter. Um, I let my daughter listen to the intro the other day, the, the same high school daughter, Reagan. And she informed me that I need a Twitter. That's what she said, Dad, we all use Twitter now. Twitter is a thing. I think it's hilarious, and it shows how out of the social media realm I am that Twitter never crossed my mind. So I'm going to be making a Twitter. I'm going to be trying to make the same handle at having said that Landry. I doubt that's taken, so look for me there as well. Um, Still do not have a Facebook. Still not sure if I'm going to head that route. Uh, Wanting to get some people on there. I've already got uh, probably 10 to 15 guys, friends, who have agreed to be on the show, but I'm going to start calling people out because no one's telling me when they want to be here. So JP, David, Zach, Dylan, Weston, Andy, let me know. I have asked you all when y'all want to do this and y'all all agree, but are not giving me any answers. Um, Ricky, same for you. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting topics. Obviously a very reoccurring guest is going to be Mark Youngblood. Um, I know I don't have to call you out because you will be here at the drop of a dime anytime I ask. Speaking of Mark Youngblood, y'all be sure to check out the Pick 4 podcast. That's the number 4, P-I-C-K-4 podcast on Spotify, Apple, any other place you can get your podcasts. They are the inspiration as to why I finally pulled the trigger here. Uh, Ripley, I want to have you on here very soon as well. Trying to get Garrett and Gentry as well. And I have agreed, so I'm going to put this out in public for all to hear, is my wife Cassandra has agreed to do a podcast with me. We have a topic picked out that anybody with children will laugh at, especially if your children are of teenage age. Yes, Reagan, we will be discussing you. Uh, thank you all for listening. As I ended my intro episode and as I will end every episode, I have a challenge for every single one of you listening to me right now. Go out there and do something nice for somebody else today. Does not have to be big. Does not have to be a grand gesture. Opening a door for somebody goes a long way. Making eye contact with somebody as you're passing them and you don't know who they are and say, how are you today, goes a very long way. Um... I I challenge everybody to do that today. Thank you for listening. And as my wife pointed, she cannot stand this as I leave. Peace.